Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 12. Today, I'll be interviewing Jennifer Beland, author of the children's book titled Buster the Delicate Poodle. Author and educator Jennifer Beland has 20 years of experience as a teacher and administrator of children with disabilities and within the mental health field. She holds a Master's of Education from Cambridge College and a BS in Psychology from Bridgewater State College. She has worked in both a school setting with students with disabilities as well as within a private hospital setting. She has also served as fellow to the College of Education Teacher Preparation Advisory Board at University of Massachusetts Lowell. Buster the Delicate Doodle is the first of a picture book series to be used by counselors, parents, and teachers within a whole classroom setting grades two through five. Additional lessons are designed to integrate social-emotional learning with Common Core ELA reading and writing standards. On her website, Jennifer has links to articles and also tips on self-awareness, recognizing strengths, and identifying emotions. So definitely check out her website, which is selwithbuster.com. So don't miss that because when I went on this morning, I was really impressed with how much information's on there. So I just want to you know, thank you, Jennifer, for being here today and talking about your book. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah, I loved your book. When I got it, I immediately, like, I just love the illustrations and I love your emphasis on uh, social emotional learning. I just think it's, it's just so important. And so I'm just going to start off with asking you what inspired you to write the book, Buster the Delicate Doodle? Sure. Um, I, I think my inspiration really comes from the students that I've been working with, um, in general. Um, a lot of the students, I'm a special education teacher, as you know, so a lot of the students I work with have um, various disabilities such as anxiety um, or um, just specific learning disabilities um, as well as ADHD. And what I'm finding more and more, um, I've been teaching for 16 years, and what I'm finding more and more is that some of these students um, may or may not even have an actual diagnosis, but the common theme is that they all sort of feel like um, they're not good enough in the classroom and they, and they struggle with that. And I, and I see that. Um, so my, one of my strategies when working with students is to sort of teach them about what they are good at um, as well as, you know, teaching them about how their brain works um, because uh, a lot of these students, their brain is just wired differently and we don't want to necessarily label them as having very specific disabilities or giving them sort of a bad um, feeling about themselves in the classroom setting as to why they can't keep up with the class or why they can't um, pay attention as much as they want to or why sometimes they feel like they might be crawling out of their skin in, in, in a classroom. Um, so when I started to really work with kids and on understanding their so-called disabilities or understanding how their brain works um, and understanding what they're good at and where their strengths are, um, I saw some, you know, great growth. I saw some really great changes. And, um, you know, so I guess I feel very, very strongly about the message of 
strength-based learning and um, being able to work with students that may not feel confident in their learning and who they are and really show them, um, you know, where their, where their strengths lie. Um, so that being said, um, I, I have a dog and my dog is named Buster. Um, and, um, <laughs> one, and one night I had insomnia <laughs> and I was thinking, I think Buster had just gotten groomed that day and the groomer, um, called me after she said, Oh my gosh, what a special dog he is. And, you know, Buster has always been sort of a nervous dog and, um, I guess sort of have, uh, you know, we all have nervous systems. Um, even animals have nervous systems and, uh, a little bit maybe on the heightened side, such as a lot of dogs do. And, um, so that night I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great to sort of relate, um, you know, to kids in, in, in a classroom setting, um, using the character of a dog that they can relate to and is fun and lively and colorful. And, um, you know, begin the discussions about teaching them that they're okay. And that, you know, it's relatable when, you know, um, a student has some anxiety in a classroom or, you know, Buster doesn't like the the feel of the grass on his paws. And, you know, we're, we're seeing so many kids grow up with a lot of sensory, um, I don't want to say issues, but a lot of sensory stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So maybe because of, you know, just technology, our, our, our world is just changing so much. Um, so we're seeing more and more of that. And um, to just know that that's a thing <laughs> and that that's okay. Um, and that for, you know, all of these things that, that kids feel may feel bad about, there's, there's a complete opposite strength that they also have. Um, and, you know, a lot of that, and I, I, I noticed that with um, students, a lot of my students with um, learning disabilities, specifically in reading, um, I said I had a student teacher in my room and I said, I was explaining this to her and I said, look at all the students that are here right now. There were four students that were in my classroom that had reading disabilities that were working at the time. And I said, what, what hand do they all write with? And three out of four of them were left-hand writers. Um which just is another indication that it's just how our brains are wired. Um, and then, you know, I'm we, a lefty. <laughs> I am. And my husband and both my kids are righties, which is really weird. Oh, but. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, it said that, and I'm not, but it said that, you know, left hand writers, your brain is just tends to be sometimes more um, right brain dominant and, or, you know, you're more artsy or you have a skill in, in music or, um, in something, um, variable. So, you know, there really is truly, I, I believe that there really is truly, um, for every, um, aspect of a child that they grow up feeling like is a flaw, um, they need to really focus more on the strengths that are coming along with those. Um, so that was, my goal. And then of course that night that I was not sleeping, I just started thinking of all these um, things and parts that I could put in the book. And then I jotted it down the next day. Um, okay. I've got to do something with this no matter what <laughs> this is, this is, you know, it just felt, um, it just felt strong at the time. So yeah, yeah I know that feeling. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm feeling it's a, yeah, it's like you, you write it down and you're like, Oh, this is really good. And like, it's the kind of thing you just want to get out there. Yes. You know, you want to, you want to see it grow into 
something that you could hold and that you could look at and you could treasure. It's right. It's yeah. Something mm-hmm. that can help spread a message, you know, uh-huh. the more um, the message gets spread, the better. Um, so yeah. So that was sort of how I looked at it. Um, and then I jotted down some other ideas of other Buster books and, um, you know, so we, we're going from there. So yeah, that was about, I don't know, a little over a year ago. Oh, wow. So yeah. Cause sometimes I feel like the process could take, you know, about six months to a year, or even longer. Cause I know it goes back and forth with the illustrations. I know we're actually, well, we could talk about that right now. Yeah. I was just curious about how you chose your illustrator because your mm-hmm. illustrations are really unique. Yeah. And what I love about them is like, they're very colorful mm-hmm. and it's very animated. It's yeah. like, um, so when you're reading it, it just feels like a positive vibe from the illustrations. And I was just curious. I know with, with mascot, cause I've also gone through with the, you know, with them, with my books mm-hmm. is that you're choosing the different illustrators based on their portfolios. But I was just wondering, yeah. you know, what it was about this illustrator that kind of struck you that you knew that you wanted her to be the illustrator. Yeah, well, I as I was looking through the portfolios, I was um, I was really looking for someone who could animate um, eyes well um, because it was important uh-huh. to me that Buster's eyes showed his emotions because uh, you know he's an animal and a dog, and we're sort of guessing like that you know it's based on his his feelings. Um, so I was really that was my main goal to be able to look for. Um, someone that could draw eyes on on animals specifically that would look um, soulful, and um, you know, so I I did choose three, and they they went to the three um, some the three illustrators and asked for sketches of of you know a, a draft sketch of of what Buster could look like, and so I got some of those back, and I um you know I just I loved Anna's work. Um, I it just caught me as that's exactly what what I want and need. And then throughout the, you know, going back and forth with the illustrations, there were a couple spots in the book. I think when he was walking with Kim, the dog walker, I wanted him to be looking up at her and sort of looking a little bit puzzled. And, you know, and so I was really, um, it was really important to me that as we went through the book that um, Buster still was able to show a little bit of emotion. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's what I love about the podcast is asking those questions because I never would have thought that you would have looked for the eyes. But the eyes are so important when it comes to communication because um, even with like the children and adults that I work with who have complex communication needs and they don't, um, they're not able to use speech for communication. I mean, it's just, you could even tell just by the way that they're looking at you, how they're feeling. Yeah. So it is so important. Um, to be able to, you know, to be able to draw that. So I'm just curious, so that when you got your book published and did you, you had the opportunity to read it to your students though, because it had, because it came out, when did it come out again? Um, And I got the first set of copies in my hand in February. Oh, great. So then you had the opportunity to read it with your students at school. I did. I, yeah, you know, there are a few select students that, um, Last year, um, before I had even submitted it to anyone and it was in draft form, um, I read just the manuscript to a handful of, of three or four students that I had in my room. I said, hey, this is what I did. I said, can I, you know, can I get your feedback, guys? And I wanted to read it to them from beginning to end. Um, and so, you know, this was last spring. And so and when I did um, at the end of the story, one of my students actually um, I looked over and he was crying 
And, um, and I said, oh my gosh, what's, what's wrong? And he said, why did you write, why did you write that story about me? You wrote it about me. Like, and he was almost mad at me at first. Cause he thought I was like almost picking on him. And because he related to it so well that he actually thought it was specifically <laughs> you know, targeted towards him. And when I explained to him that it wasn't, it wasn't him, it was, you know, a lot of different students and that, or, or kids that, um, feel that way. He, you know, he felt so much better and he just, he was just, he was just beaming. And, um, you know, so it was just that to me, um, actually was what sort of initiated me starting. I'm like, okay, I have to send, I have to start sending this out and see, you know, where I want to go with this. But, yeah. But that's actually, you know, when it's a good book, when kids could really could relate to it so emotionally like that and feel like it's about them. And I think the other thing too, that I find is that so many kids with any sort of, you know, any, any sort of like learning difference or special need or whatever you want a disability. Yeah. I think some people feel that there are some kids, at least like from my experience, they feel like they're alone, but when they right. realize how many people are going through the exact same thing, it's, yeah. it could be very reassuring. So I, I think what your book does, it also like opens the conversation yes. uh, with families because let's say, you know, you're reading this book and everyone could like, I think, look at it in a different way. Like when I read it, I sense more of like the uh, discussion about anxiety, um, kind of yep. sensory, like when you say yep. sensory, issues, I own, but, um, but I, I understood like that was my take on it, but I know that a lot of other kids would take it and would look at it a little bit differently. You know, like everyone looks at it a little bit differently, which is really interesting, which is what's so great about the book, yeah. because you don't, it doesn't have to just be one way. It could be a lot. Everyone could see it in like lots of different ways. So, and, and I also just want to make sure, I just want to make sure to also say that I love your term strength-based learning that you talked about, <laughs> because I think there's just so much, I think I talked about this too in, in an earlier podcast um, with Nina G, but one of the things that we were talking about was that you know, there needs to be a, like a big emphasis on, you know, strength-based learning, like, you know, where things are positive, you know, not just about what's the difficulty somebody has or what level they're not obtaining or, um, you know, where they're struggling, but also what are they actually, what are they, what are they doing? That's great. You know, what have they achieved and what are their, their interests their strengths? So it's, and that's really what drives you in life though, really, because exactly. it's preparing. It's what we're going to prepare kids for, um, in life going forward, you know, and that's why some kids look at going to trade schools, you know, when they go into high school, um, and whatnot. And I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, you know, I think that within our generalized education system, um, but you know, I, I certainly want, would love to get the message out to, you know, sort of be pushing in that direction. Right. And so what tips would you give parents of children that have anxiety, like the character buster? Um, I would say open the discussions with, with children, um, exactly as what we had just talked about with what their strengths are. Um, <clears throat> but also really to start discussions about different scenarios or that they feel anxious in. Um, and really if they start to learn more about the, um, specific situations that they are experiencing anxiety in, then they can start to learn more about themselves and how to prepare for those situations. 
Um, they can learn coping skills for, you know, entering into those, those uh, specific situations and maybe even learn why it is that they're feeling anxious or, um, nervous in different situations. Um, so I think the more self-awareness, um, kids are able to have, and I think that then, you know, they're able to move through it and really, um, grow, um, within themselves. And I think that conversations about that and being able to sort of, um, help kids navigate that is really important for parents and adults because, they don't have those skills yet to be able to um, navigate their, you know, their own thinking throughout situations. So right, uh, right. conversations to, to help that is uh, really important. Yeah. And I think also just one thing too, that I want to say that I feel like helps a lot too, is just labeling those feelings. I think a lot of young children don't really have the vocabulary Yeah, you know, that, that social emotional learning vocabulary, you know, like they have, Oh, I'm feeling okay, or maybe I'm feeling tired. But, you know, one of the things that that I talk about too is, you know, that maybe the feeling of nervous, like what's that like? You know, yeah. the feeling of excited or maybe the feeling of worried, you know, how is that a little bit different than another feeling? So right, right. yeah, maybe you could talk a little bit about your website because when I went to your website, I was really impressed with just all the great information you had on there. Oh, and you. just also for, you know, for educators, because you're also talking about the standards as well. So mm-hmm. I, I know it's one of the, one of the things like I was just wondering about teachers who want to read that book to their their students, mm-hmm. you know, and just if you could talk a little bit about the resources that you have on your website. Sure. So the, a lot of the resources on there now um, are stemming from what the pushes for social emotional learning um, at this point. Um, there has been, you know, part of the ESSA laws um, that replaced No Child Left Behind. There's um, some room in there for social emotional learning for school districts um, to be able to order um, social emotional programs within the schools. It's also, I know, um, a big part of when a school is not meeting their progress um, uh, benchmarks. It's part of their turnaround plan to also, um, one of the things that they can do as part of the turnaround plan is to incorporate social emotional learning within that school. Um, so that's a lot of what the resources are there right now. Um, my plan is I'm, I'm actually developing lesson plans for specifically to relate to classroom standards, um, for ELA, for writing prompts, um, for, you know, looking at the theme and characters um, to be able to um, have some of that reading and writing brought into the classroom to be able to use the Buster book. So it's not taking a lot of um, classroom time away and you're still incorporating that within the class. Um, but in general, when I, I my plan is to um, write actually two to four more books um, within sort of the Buster series and to touch upon a lot of the um, social emotional learning competencies that have just come out. Um, there was a study done by uh, Cassell and they sort of published this, uh, this pinwheel of social emotional um, competencies with, you know, including self-awareness, um, social, social skills, problem solving. Um, so, in order to really be able to get into school districts and, and use this as, as a plan um, going forward or using it as one of the tools that school districts are incorporating, um, I want to make sure that they are um, 
you know, in line with that, I guess, to be able to um, bring as much, well, bring as much buster into the classroom, but also bring as much of um, these skills and these competencies that um, we are seeing in general is such a need in, in classrooms right now. So that's sort of a, what a little bit of my um, website is based on, um, sort of the general idea, general picture of where I would like to go with Buster. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where, you know, other books that you're going to write well, and, your, and your, teacher, your, your teacher's guide, like I guess the reading guide to go with it. Will that be available on your website? It will be. I'm, I'm almost done with it right. um, and it will be available soon. Okay, great. Yes. I can't, that's great. I'm really looking forward to it. So is there anything, you, anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, I, I think we've covered all of it. Um, this is, it's actually great that I was able to say all of the things that, um, you know, I've been excited to, to say and share. Um, it's, it's not always easy to, you know, put that information on a website or, or Facebook post. So it's good to be able to actually sort of talk through my, my thoughts and ideas and, um, and get these out there. So I, I greatly appreciate the chance to do that. And, and for your review of the book, um, I just wanted to say thank you for that. Oh, well, no, thank you for coming on. I love the book and thank you. I love your mission behind it. And, you know, the other thing that I, that I find so like wonderful about it is that, you know, you're taking the experience of working in the classroom and you're creating materials based on your experience and your goal of helping other children. Right. Going through all different types of things or just like, you know, learning to with the social emotional learning, just learning to be more aware. And I just think it's wonderful. So thank you for coming on. And I look forward to future books. I'm super, I'm excited about that. And I just wanted to, you know, it, it's been great talking to you today. 